Where does freedom of speech end and hate speech begin? Does self-regulation of media need to be scrutinized and strengthened? The ongoing Sudarshan news case that is centered around its controversial UPSC jihad show has been attracting a lot of media and public attention. This is no longer just about Suresh Chavan ke show with the Supreme Court hearings on the matter, also seeking more clarity on how to define hate speech, especially in mainstream media and how to regulate it without ending up with a dangerous censorship regime. Even as the court acknowledged that prima facie the contents of the show vilifies the entire Muslim community and quote unquote spreads venomous hatred in its recent hearing on 21st September it has also expressed its concerns about how its injunction order on the show is not the ideal regulatory method and may go beyond the court's remit at a time when what any reasonable person would call hate speech is spreading like wildfire on mainstream media without any accountability this case has also revived important questions about the self regulatory mechanisms for electronic broadcast channels are they as effective as the government repeatedly claims if not how do we strengthen its mechanisms what steps need to be taken to ensure that freedom of speech doesn't turn into an unrestricted license for hate speech on media and how do we regulate hate speech without interfering with free speech In this podcast you'll hear from the Quint's legal editor Vakasha Sachdev and senior advocate Congress party leader and former minister of external affairs Salman Khurshid. You're tuned in to the Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline making news for you. And I'm your host Shorbri. As we know the Supreme Court had restrained Sudarshan TV from telecasting its show Bindas Bol on 15 September. This was a departure from its previous order from 28th August when the court had said that it must be careful in imposing any prior restraint on speech since there were already statutory bodies in place to ensure compliance of the broadcasting guidelines. However, after the news channel aired four episodes of the UPSC jihad program claiming to quote unquote expose the infiltration of Muslims in the civil services with a green signal from the Ministry of Information and Broadcasting which regulates electronic broadcasts, the court was forced to put an injunction order on the show for prima facie breaching the program code that regulates cable television. The contents of the show in the court's own words were quote unquote rabid and the assertions on the show were also made in quote unquote wanton disregard of the truth. Now while a group of right leaning websites and organizations like Op India Indic Collective and Upward Foundation have filed an intervention opposing the injunction order against Sudarshan News raising questions on hate speech jurisprudence as in whether it's constitutionally permissible for the Supreme Court to judicially legislate what is quote unquote impermissible speech. The petitioners and the other interveners who are challenging the channel's representation of Muslims in UPSC exams argue that the content and the tenor of the episodes are a clear case of hate speech and that the show needs to be strictly restricted. But before we get to the questions on regulations and censorship, where do we legally draw the line on hate speech and free speech? Unfortunately, the demarcation of permissible speech from hateful criminal conduct is a bit of a muddle in Indian law. And the Quint's legal editor Vakasha Sachdev explains more. So the um, sort of the problem with Indian law when it comes to hate speech versus trying to decide whether something is hate speech and or permissible free speech is that 
the concept of hate speech has not been worked into our laws despite recommendations of the law commission to do that now um you, you know because if we look at many other constitutional democracies in other countries which have eventually added this there's a, a big historical context to it right so obviously within germany you see the context of uh, anti-semitism of nazism which played into that in the us uh, and other places there's again a long history of how that's developed now in india we've interestingly enough we've had uh legislation in the ipc dealing with aspects of hate speech for a very long time you know you have section 153a which deals with uh, you know any attempt to create uh, in- insight hatred or disfavor against a particular community on the basis of their religion uh, language place of origin gender you know that it it covers all of these aspects except for obviously now for instance things like gender gender identity uh, but it's quite a broad provision already you know you have section 295a which deals with uh, specifically insults to religion section 505 deals with public mischief which again you know is based on communal lines so uh, in some level there is there already is a certain degree of uh, you know law on this but the problem is that these provisions are quite vague and uh, they and because of the fact that they've been quite vague over the years the restrictions which have been built into how they're supposed to work the safeguards built into this have meant that you require an incitement a very pretty much like imminent incitement to violence for them to be applicable now when it comes to a lot of the kind of hate speech even the kind of thing which we're seeing for instance on the sudarshan news uh, upsc jihad show there is no necessarily direct incitement to violence what when we look at hate speech it's about the kind of speech where even without saying go out and kill someone it's about the kind of uh, dehumanizing uh, or 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 you know sort of othering kind of language the kind of thing where it it creates concepts of dual loyalties it creates uh, questioning in the person's mind about whether the other person uh, whether the community in at question is uh, is is someone who can actually uh, be safe for you it doesn't require an incitement to violence for it to be so dangerous so what's interesting with for instance the case in the supreme court is that what's being argued by some of the interveners is that what you were to look at is that you've got restrictions under article 19 of the constitution which uh, can be put in place for a variety of things now why while the regular one which is used to justify 153a and section 505 and others is public order which is why there's a sort of tie in to imminent violence when it comes to those or you have to also one of the other restrictions possible is morality now they say don't look at morality as popular public morality but look at it as constitutional morality in the same way the court looked the supreme court has define the concept of constitutional morality over the years the way it was used for instance in the section 377 judgment right now what they're saying is that when you're looking at constitutional morality the protection of uh, particular communities both sort of the literal protection of them from harm which comes under article 21 as well as the creation of conditions where that harm comes into play uh, which is what hate speech does you know with a pervasive atmosphere of hate and othering of a community it creates conditions for violence and makes it impossible for them to actually enjoy their fundamental rights whether it's the right to equality whether there will be other rights under article 19 so the constitutional morality question at play here becomes protection of the uh, of a particular community's ability to enjoy their fundamental rights now in the recent hearing while the supreme court bench led by justice dy chandrachot said that it's concerned about the likely implications of its order in the sudarshan tv case on 
free speech, it is also quote-unquote equally concerned about balancing free speech and human dignity. And lauding the court's cautious approach in regulating hate speech and its intentions to draw a fine balance between free speech and regulations, Salman Khurshid, a senior advocate Congress Party leader and a former Minister of External Affairs, says that the court has to decide where ridicule and caricature ends and where hate begins, and if the hate is causing an appreciable harm to somebody. And I believe in this bench that you just goes very far in freedom of speech. They, they, uh, they don't, uh, they don't uh, easily accept restrictions is, is, uh, placed on free speech because they keep referring to what they call is a marketplace of ideas. And in a marketplace of ideas, the, what you have seen from the court repeatedly, there is a reluctance to let the government decide what you can speak and what you can't speak. Mm-hmm. Right? So maximum, maximum freedom to speak must be given. And maximum freedom to speak can sometimes be annoying to somebody else. Mm-hmm. But Mere annoyance, mere annoyance is not enough. It has to be something more. It has to be something that creates harm. Of course, somebody will have to decide what harm means. It cannot be subjective. It has to be decided by a judge as to what is harmful. Much of what has been said in this case is being, is being argued is harmful. That you are, you are not merely ridiculing you're not you're not merely not merely opposing something, but you're actually creating a false impression, a false impression that can be both physically and psychologically, and certainly in terms in, and certainly in terms of of uh, being socially socially and politically extremely harmful psychologically and so on for the person who's attacked. And what you need to take into account is that if you are saying something which is on the edge, mm. which is on the edge, it must be said in a in circumstances where the other person has an equal right to respond. Mm. You know, uh, although you are from the media, but media often first decides uh, what the story is to, to be run, mm. and then puts puts a person in uh, into the witness box or puts them into the box accused box and says, do you have anything to say in your defense, etc. That is not an equal, that's not an equal answer, and that is not an equal opportunity to be able to reply. You have to get equal replying opportunities. So if it's a, if it's a print medium, you must have equal space to reply. If it's an electronic medium, you should have equal time to reply. Hmm. Uh, but this is where things are on the edge. Having said privacy, maximum freedom of speech, so that anything and everything you say, if it annoys or it is unpalatable to someone else, you cannot impose a restriction on it. And for those liberals who are claiming restriction on something which is uh, of an extreme right, tomorrow the same restriction will be imposed on them when they want to say something. And in this, you're often said that you're often told that if you want to say something, that you feel very strongly about, at least don't use strong words. Mm. Be a little calm. And the answer that the liberal position gives is, if you feel strongly about something, then you have to say it strongly. Mm. You can't be said, 
you can't be saying say politely say gently say diplomatically etc because if you feel something very strongly you must see it strongly the only restriction is that whatever you say in whichever manner you say it must not cause actual harm to the other person and the actual harm could be physical could be moral could be psychological could be social but it could be could be political could be political and it could be democratic in the sense that what you see and do maybe denying him or that person an ability to participate equally in democracy mm-hmm. only then only then you have to say that this is not to be allowed But how did a show targeting the Muslim minority community in the garb of what they termed as quote-unquote investigative journalism slip through the existing broadcasting regulations in the first place? What kind of regulatory mechanisms do we have in place currently? Well, media in India is mostly self-regulated. The Press Council of India, which is a statutory body, has a code of conduct for press. But television news, on the other hand, is regulated by the Cable Television Network Act and the Cable Television Rules. which again has a set of guidelines called the program code which prohibits violations of decency or attacks on community or religious sentiments there are also bodies like the national broadcasting association or the nba which is again a self regulatory mechanism that can only hold up those who voluntarily become its members and in this case the nba has confirmed that sudarshan news is not its member and taking note of the inadequacies of these self regulatory mechanisms justice chandrachud term the existing system as quote unquote toothless but even as the court examines whether there's a need to strengthen bodies such as the nba the government represented by solicitor general tushar mehta has suggested that the court let the government handle matters of regulating electronic and print media arguing that the self regulatory mechanisms have by and large been quote unquote effective and ensures impartiality but doesn't the sudarshan news case belie its effectiveness While the court's hesitance to jump to censorship as the conclusion could arise out of its valid concerns about what the implications on free speech will it be, does self-regulation need to be explored more vigorously? And talking about the court's approach, Mr. Khurshid argues that blanket restrictions, if imposed now, can be misused later. Yeah, what the Supreme Court is very carefully, repeatedly saying: we don't want to give this power to the state. Hmm. We want, we want this to be self-regulation. but how do we achieve self regulation that is effective right okay. and the answer the answer he gave when that the press council or somebody said we have a very good system for self regulation and the judge then said that it's like everything is hunky-dory why are these matters coming to us mm-hmm. clearly clearly self regulation hasn't worked that's why self regulation hasn't worked therefore we have to step in but we are stepping in to encourage self regulation we are not giving this to the government because that's a sliding slope if you give it to the government that way where the where is it stop you don't know so what they would want to do is self regulation by the media and then they would certainly recommend it to the government that you should accept this you should support it you should encourage it and you should uh, you should uh, advance it that's what they would do but they don't want to leave it to the government at least this is what i can gather from the arguments that have happened You see, there are there are uh, fundamentalist arguments on both sides, mm-hmm. right? That mm-hmm. anything anything that is that is uh, unpalatable, let us say, or is disgraceful or disgusting uh, to you, you want it to be banned, right? Mm-hmm. You can't you can't just hear pleasant things in a democracy. In a democracy, you have to hear unpleasant things also, and therefore, 
unpleasantness cannot be unpleasantness cannot be the basis of restricting free speech unpleasantness is not enough it has to be something that has to fall in the area of harm and the harm must be such that there is no way of preventing it or of compensating it by giving you an opportunity to say your bit and to counter what the other person is saying So you know, Sudarshan was saying we asked these Jamia people to give us a reply. They said, "No, no, we don't want to give a reply." Or Zakat Pandesh said, "We don't want to give a reply because you know, reply people don't give because they think by giving a reply you are legitimizing what the person is saying. Mm-hmm. You have no con- you have no control over how they will carry your reply. Correct. So if they give you that ten minutes to say, you give me ten minutes, I will answer all that you have said and I will put my my point to you across. Then it's fine." But you know, if just simply say, "Tell us, are you a bad guy or not?" And the person says, "No, I'm not a bad guy," and then they go back and say, "What well, a horrible man! Not only is he a bad guy, but he says he's not a bad guy." So, what kind of self-regulating avenues do we need to look at now? Mr. Khurshid highlights some of the complex questions that the court will have to look into now. See, self. I, I mean, I if I had the answer, frankly, I would be appearing in this case. <laughs> they are. Uh, they uh, they have said that let's get some independent people together, people who are not. Partisan in terms of of uh, politics, or who are not partisan in terms of the social divide, and they come up with something something uh, reasonable and something sensible, and we will endorse it. This is what they are trying to say. But generally, I think that there is there is a lot of resistance to what the court is trying to do, uh, and then the the side that is arguing for for supporting what the court is trying to do, that side must not. Get excessively worked up about you know nothing, nothing uh, irritating or annoying or or insulting should be said to us now. Insulting someone, insulting someone, mm-hmm. ridiculing someone, and doing a caricature of someone mm-hmm. is different from hurting somebody. Mm-hmm. It's not a question of your feeling hurt. Mm-hmm. It's a question of your being hurt, mm-hmm. right? So the court has to decide that what is happening is actually hurting somebody, not that somebody is feeling hurt. So all these are very complicated, complicated issues that have to be examined. I don't know how much the court will be able to examine it, but I am quite hopeful that the court will do a good job. If you like listening to this episode, please subscribe to the Big Story playlist for episodic updates. We'll have on Apple, Google Podcast, Spotify, Geo Seven. and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms for other podcasts please log on to the quinn website and check out the podcast section for any feedback shoot an email to podcasts@thequinn.com thanks for listening log on to the quinn's website and check out our other podcasts 